It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Mo Williams is under a lot of pressure as the new Jackson State basketball coach. Pro days are essential to getting HBCU players drafted, and Talladega is one game away from winning the NAIA tournament. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day and today's episode is brought to you by stat hero reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports dozens of house-based games to play daily no sharks no funky props just your skill versus the lineups you choose sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on and when you look at mo williams and what he's surrounded with and everything that's going on in the situation in the context of him being hired as the new jackson state basketball head coach there's a lot of pressure on him to succeed and to prove that what happened in his last stop is not actually who he is as a coach. Now, I, for one, definitely had some questions about Mo Williams's hire at Jackson State. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons. Well, there's one big reason to be happy about this move, and that's that he's an NBA player, former NBA player with a all-star pedigree. Like, I get 100% why one would be excited about Mo Williams. My reservation came from the fact that I just saw you at Alabama State and it was not good. The, the, the team just was not effective. Now, that was something that had to be answered. Let me tell you why I waited a little bit to talk about it. I don't want to say this was a furtive signing because I don't, I don't think they were trying to avoid it making headlines. But the timing of it allowed, or I don't want to say allowed, but it led to me not wanting to focus on it at the time. It just, I heard about this before the SWAC tournament even happened, that this was going to happen, right? Because they said that Coach Brent was going to step down. Like, I knew this was coming up, but at the same time, I just didn't want to cover it until the, until the tournament was over. So now that's why we're here. So I don't want to say it was a signing that tried to go under the way, radar or anything. No, nah, they were just 
signing a coach. And I waited until the SWAC tournament was over. And now all the HBCU teams are out of the NCAA tournament. And now we're here to talk about it and reasons why you might have some reservations. But luckily, luckily, he spoke on this because he was 14 and 35 in his two seasons at Alabama State. He was 7 and 21 last year. And I don't really care what your name is. Not all former players are great coaches. That's just the truth of the matter. Not all former players are going to be good coaches. And matter of fact, not all, all excuse me, not all good coaches have to be good when they played. That's just what it is, right? So I was like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe Mo's the former. Maybe he's a good player, but he's just not a good coach. I gotta see. And the the, the verdict is still out. It is still out. The jury has not came in and, and gave any decision yet. But this is what he had to say about his time at Alabama State. And I think it was important that he answered the question because it's something that any journalist, any fan, they should be wondering or asking. And he spoke about just basically saying there's a complete different type of situation when you look at Jackson State, when you look at Alabama State. That was a rebuild at Alabama State. And this is nowhere near a rebuild we have from seniors. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. And I'm going to say, you know what? You got it. I'm not going to say anything to you. You got it. I'm going to give you a clean slate because this is not a rebuild. He said, we got some seniors here. Okay, it's different. I'll give you that. It's different. But at the same time, at the same time, you're going to have to prove yourself and prove that what you're saying is actually the truth in the sense of that's the reason that you did not perform up to the standards that I'm sure that you wanted yourself and your team to perform. You're going to have to prove that now, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and not just come in looking at it like just negatively or anything of that sort. So where is the pressure coming from? The pressure comes from three places. One, his past situation, which we just touched on. So we're not going to talk about that much. And then you also have the surrounding coaches, just his backstory, because the surrounding coaches, anytime you bring Mo Williams in, like 95% of the places that you bring Mo Williams in, he'll probably be the biggest name in the coaching staff at the school here he's arguably third all right he's not matching ma matching up to Dion as far as name and, and recognize and recognition he's not matching up to that you know even even on the, the the respective sports that they played they're held in different regards so he's not matching up with Dion. but hey whatever most people are going to come under Dion, so that's no flat but then also He's coming under, in my opinion, this is this is the arguable part, but this is my opinion. I think he's coming under Coach Reed. Coach Tamika Reed, she just she is in the midst, not got done, but she is in the midst of a back-to-back-to-back SWAC championship run. I'm sorry, I know. In the JSU landscape, let me be very clear. Nationally, yeah, he's a bigger name and probably a bigger deal to a lot of people. Who knows now after that LSU-Jackson State game? But for the most part, nationally, Mo Williams is probably a bigger you know, name and everything. I get that. But on the JSU landscape, specifically talking in Jackson, Mississippi, I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's bigger than, than Coach Reed. He's going to have a lot of pressure on him because Jackson State just got done in football with an undefeated SWAC record, got to the Celebration Bowl, just got the number one recruit in the nation. You look at the, the Jackson State women's basketball team, his direct counterpart. They are, they're in the midst of a three-game win streak. I don't know how many places – and the swag that women's basketball is bigger than men's basketball, but I would assume Jackson State is one of those places. He just got, she is in the midst. I don't even, I keep wanting to say he just got done. She is in the midst because it can go a four-peat. They they're that good. She is that good of a coach. That run is not over. 
when you look around to your left and you look around to your right, you may be sitting there thinking, I got to perform basically immediately. And at least that would be my mindset. And Jackson State fans, this is specifically for you. What are your expectations for Mo Williams? You can tag me at Twitter, uh, me on Twitter at South Exclusives. It's right there in this corner. I'm getting worse at pointing at them every day now. But um, the point is, what is your expectations? Because it could be different. You may not look at it like that. He's a hometown guy. That's his story. He's a hometown guy. Grew up in Jackson. He gave this speech about how he didn't go to Jackson State. So they're not getting one or two years of him like Alabama did. But they're getting 20 years of experience and a whole different Mo Williams. It sounds good. And that 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 hometown connection could lead to people giving him a little bit more leeway. I say about a year. And even that in that in that first year, I'm looking for a winning record. They were nine and nine this year. I'm looking for a top five to six seed, and I'm happy. That's a good first step. The SWAC basketball landscape is tough. PV was the eighth seed. I don't see that happening on the regular, but you can build it up. Texas Southern is always competitive. Prairie View is pretty much always competitive. So you're usually seeing those two. I would like to see Jackson State bring themselves up into the top five or six. You know, this year they were seven. So those are all slight step ups. Winning record. Maybe a, a, a sixth or fifth seed. Those are the things that I'm looking for. But Jackson State fans, I have a question for you. I want you to tell me or a request for you. I want you to tell me what are your expectations for Mo Williams? When I look at his situation at Alabama State, the coaches that he's surrounded by, and the fact that he's a hometown guy, hometown guy, I just feel like there is a lot of pressure on him to succeed almost immediately. I may give a year of just getting acclimated and maybe even getting more of your guys in. But after that year, I'm looking for success, basically immediately. Now, going forward, we're going to be talking about the pro days and how the pro days lead to the success of players in the NFL draft. But first, I want to tell you about Stat Hero because I'm still racking or not racking my brain. I'm still kind of just going through the motions. Sometimes it's hard because my bracket got busted. I, I thought Kentucky was going to pull it out in the first round for sure. You know, I even thought a Sweet 16, Elite 8 bid was on their way but they got upset in the first round and i'm like man kentucky why you have to cost me money like that but at the same time with stat hero i still have the opportunity to win more money because my bracket may be busted but they don't do those long eyes those funky prop they don't do all of that what they do is they do single game pick them so kentucky might have lost me some money probably lost you some money as well but now I can go pick on anything. I can go pick on the next game. I can go pick on the, the uh, final four. I can pick on all of those things. So, yeah, my bracket is busted. But my, my attempts and my ability to win, that is still alive and kicking. That's why I go to Stat Hero. StatHero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for an 100% deposit match because you are four times more likely to win with Stat Hero than anywhere else. Enough said. Go to StatHero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for an 100% deposit match. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All 
All right, we've been rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And today's word of the day is furtive, meaning done in quiet and secret way to avoid being noticed. We used that in the last uh, segment talking about Mo Williams and how that signing was a little bit furtive, not on purpose, but just because of the timing of the hiring. Now, when you look at the pro days, because it's pro day season, in HBCU pro days, getting more recognition and more exposure is essential to getting these HBCU players drafted at a more regular rate. And I'm not just speaking this year. I'm speaking going forward. So I was watching TV. It's a lot going on. I was flipping on NFL Network. There's a lot going on in the quarterback landscape. All the moving and shaking, it's all there. It's like, he going there, he going there, he going there. It's just too many people. I had to check out NFL Network. So I was looking at it, and it was total access. And I was I was watching. They, they flashed over to the Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State, Alcorn State, or Alcorn um, Pro Day. They were all together. I thought that was good. Maybe more states just put on HBCU Pro Days. I don't know. Maybe it works because it was Jackson State. I don't well, Whatever. But the point is they were looking at a Pro Day, and they had that on NFL Network. And I thought, man, you need to do this more because – these pro day seasons are one of the biggest parts of the draft process. Not everybody gets to go to the combine. So this is, this is major. And regardless of how players perform, like I don't care if Felix Harper didn't have his, his best day throwing the ball, you know, I don't care about that. Not saying he didn't, but I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that. I don't care if James Houston ran a four, a four one, you know, I don't care if those things happen. The, the, for one, obviously, will get publicized, but that's irrelevant to me when I'm thinking about this because it's not about the performances. It's about just the fact that it's happening. That's what made me happy because on NFL Network, yeah, they had this relationship with with Dion, but even if that's the case, even that's what's driving it, at least now you're seeing them on on TV. Now you're actually being able to watch them, and there's re- there's people bringing that. And at, at the worst, I think the attention, the exposure, can lead to some pressure. Fan bases checking out these players, fan bases talking about them. And I know fans don't move the teams, but I do think that maybe the more that you see HBCU content out there and out there and out there, it can lead to some pressure. Like, all right, we got to get coaches and scouts out there at some point. You have to. And there was 22 scouts or 22 teams, excuse me, 22 teams represented at the Jackson State or the Mississippi. I'm just going to call it the Mississippi HBCU Pro Day. Um, There was 22 scouts. I keep messing up. 22 teams represented by their scouts on those pro days, right? Then you you flip over to South Carolina State, who has the Kobe Durant. There was only 11 there. That's still good, you know, still 11. But let's get it up, you know. Prime was talking about, I want all 32 at the Mississippi HBCU pro day. Well, I want a little bit more than 11 at the South Carolina State pro day. Um and I think that maybe Jackson State is being used as like the test subject or proof of concept for HBCU content going forward. I'm okay with that because I really do believe if that's who you're using to see if this is something that can continue going forward, you got the right the right team. Um, you got the right coach. You got the right squad. I know he's going to have his squad together. I know they're going to perform. It's not just about name recognition. You're not just like, oh, Deion Sanders' team is here like it's like it's youth ball or something. And Deion Sanders is the only draw to that squad. No, James Houston is really good. But their spring game is going to be on TV. Their, their combine or their pro day is being more televised. All of those things I love. Now let's extend that to more people. And if they're using that as a test subject, not just a one-off, like, oh, we're only going to do it because it's Deion. 
if they're actually trying to see if this is something they can continue to expand their coverage of, I think Jackson State would actually be a really good team to prove that about. When I look at South Carolina State, Kobe Durant, he, he performed admirably in the combine, running in the four threes. But he still had his pro day. He still went out there. He still went out there and performed. What about guys like Chad Gilchrist? What about guys like Will Vereen? You know, those guys need to perform as well and be showcased and spotlighted as well. I want to conclude this thought talking about the HBCU combine because, yes, you did have the HBCU combine, which was a central location. It got all the top HBCU talent in one spot and allowed all the scouts to be there. And I think either 31 or 32 teams were at the HBCU combine. But here's the thing, and here's the difference, is, first off, number one, it was in January. There's three things I will conclude on this. Number one, it was in January. So the time in between the end of the season to when that was, I don't think was adequate. I heard some people talking about that, some players talking about that, how a lot of times you have more prep. Right now is the more adequate timeline to being prepared. And then also it was kind of cold out there, you know, so I think now it's in March. Hopefully, you know, you still can get a little cold, but hopefully there's better conditions that can lead to better timing, more accurate timing because it was cold. And sometimes your muscles, you know, they they can't warm up as much. I've seen the cornerbacks. They were all out there sitting still while the other defensive players were doing their drills. That's just not that's just not good for them. So you get another chance. Number two. This is more inclusion. All the players just weren't at the HBCU Combine. And that's what I was talking about with the Kobe Durant and how Will Vereen and, Kag and Chad Gilchrist, they're going to need some spotlight. There's players who weren't allowed to make it or weren't invited to the HBCU Combine who will still be performing at their respective pro days. And then lastly, who says you can't go to both? Yes, you had an HBCU Combine. Yes, these HBCUs are having their own individual pro day. But they ain't never stopped the scouts from going to a Combine and going to a Michigan pro day. You still do this. They do this on a regular, so the HBCUs need to be no different. Still go because you're going to get another set of testing. You're going to get your eyes on these guys again. And if anything, you're, you're just looking for consistency maybe. you know. But you go to the NFL combine and you go to these Power 5 Pro Days, you send scouts to both of those. Give me a reason you can't go to the HBCU combine and go to these HBCU Pro Days. I don't have one. I can't think of one, right? But – Going forward, we're going to be talking about basketball. We're switching back over to basketball. And we're talking about Talladega because they are going for their first ever NAIA tournament championship and the first HBCU tournament championship in 40 years. And they got a really good chance of doing it going against Loyola. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is the number one place to wage on all of your sports. March Madness is here. Get your odds. What's going? What's Gonzaga's odds? I think it's like nine to four off the top of my head. I was looking at it earlier today. You go in there, you looking at well, this team made it here and this team made it there. Well, I told you, single games, y'all. No more having to have your whole bracket. They're not even asking for anything like that. They're just asking for your specific game bets. They have player performances. They have over-unders. They have things other than just March Madness. You also have um, the MLB. They're coming back. You also have the NHL. NFL is still going on. Even though the season is happening, you can get your wages down and get your wages in early. The NBA. Let's talk about these, these MVP odds because personally, have y'all seen this run that Jason Tatum is on? I'm putting money down on Jason Tatum to get that MVP. I think his, his name should be in that conversation and will be in that conversation coming up pretty soon. But y'all know where to go. Go to betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest. Way to wage on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. 
Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, so we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I want to explore how did Talladega College make it to the NAIA Tournament Finals and also what is at stake with this game. Let's first look at it because I want to look at their path. I want to look at their path there. And not just through the regular season because in the regular season, they were a defensive team. They are a defensive team, period. And that was how they made their name, defense, defense, defense. They want to win by crippling you with defense. And that was even shown in the tournament because in the tournament, they had a game where they held an opponent 11 points behind or under, excuse me, 11 points under their season average. So you see that even in the even in the tournament, one thing about you, when you go into the tournament, you can show up and you can do things differently. But at the same time, you're going to have to somewhat rely on what got you here and what got them here is their ability to play a lot down defense. And that's just what it was. So that crippling defense is something. But let's look specifically in the tournament, because in the first round, control that start to finish one by double digits i think it was nearly 20 points if it wasn't 20 points you know so they absolutely dominated in the first round they came in as a number two seed nominated in the first round in the second round they really dominated that game as well but a real late run by the opponent it led to it led to a closer game in the box score but they had it under control i think that last it was a 14 to 1 run at the end of the game it just provided a scare and it wasn't even like a three-point game or anything. They ended up winning by nearly double digits. But it did give a little bit of a scare. But for the most part, the, the box score won't tell you this, but they were in control of that game basically to the end. It was just a really late-spirited run by the opponent. But, hey, I don't feel like the game was in jeopardy. You just had to control yourself, compose yourself, and that's what they were able to do, and they were able to get, get that victory. And in that semifinals, that's where they were pushed. That's where they were put. That was by far their closest game. It got to overtime, and they had to have a defensive stand at the end of the game to come out with the win. See, what I said, you can you can try to do things different, but you're going to have to rely on what has made you great. And at the end of the game, when Thomas Moore had an opportunity to knock down a bucket to win, it wasn't even tossing the double overtime. It was to win. They had two shots. Both of them went down, or both of them didn't go down. Sometimes you got defense, and that's exactly what they had right here. And I want to talk about what's at stake because an HBCU has not won an NAIA, the NAIA tournament since it was basically since NCAA teams were made ineligible to play in them. They have a history. HBCUs have won multiple, and I mean a lot of NAIA tournaments. So that's not nothing that's like rare or anything. It's not something that, oh, wow, the first HBCU ever. But Talladega does have the opportunity to be the first HBCU to win an NAIA tournament since it's been an NAIA exclusive event. No more NCAA teams allowed in it. And so, I mean, if you want to look at it, in a way, they they could be the first. They could make a little bit of history and not just breaking a drought, but they could be looked at as the first of their kind, depending on how you swim, on how you uh, spin it. Depending on how you spin it, it could be that way. I get if you wouldn't. 
But in a way, they're the first one of this era to really win one. And it's been a long time. And they're looking for their first one. More importantly, let's look on a smaller and more specific scale. Talladega is looking for their first um, championship. This is their first championship appearance. And they're looking for their first championship in general. They've made it seven times. And they made it every year since 2015, except for 2018. So they've been consistent. They've been consistently getting there. And now they finally reached not quite the precipice, but they're right there on the brink of it. And let's talk about this game. Because screw all the history and the first thing. They have a chance to cap off a really good season with the ultimate goal, and that is to hold up a championship. And in this, they were able to become the two seed. They were the number one, or yeah, they were the number one defense in the NAIA, allowing less than 60 points per game. So they were locked down all year. These are the things that they able that they are able to cap off. And, you know, their defensive prowess is something that's going to be kind of interesting going into this, into this game against Loyola, because they're really good at defense, TC. They're really good at defense, Talladega College. And then Loyola, they're really good at offense. They're a juggernaut. Where you look at TC, they averaging less than 60 points allowed per game. But then Loyola, they almost had 90 points scored per game. I like the big on big. I like the strength on strength. These are the type of things that get me excited. These are the type of things that I love when I'm talking about covering these games and when i'm thinking about watching these games because it is going down tonight let me say that i forgive me the this game is going on tonight on espn3 so make sure that you are checking and looking out for that but these are the type of things where it's like okay you have really one good team we have one good team that's really good at offense you have one team that's really good on defense and then respectively they aren't great on the other side of the ball where they excel they excel but where they on on the other side of the ball they're just kind of middling they're just not great at it. Something's got to give on both sides. Either Loyola's defense is going to continue to be poor, and now TC's offense is going to rise, or the other way around. And then also, either Loyola's offense has to come out victorious, or the defense of TC is going to come continue to be locked down. Those are your two options, but something's got to give, and those are the things that I'll be looking for. When Loyola has the ball, how good is the defense, and vice versa. I'm super excited for this game, and I hope that they come out with the victory so I can come and cover it and tell you tomorrow that, hey, Talladega is the NAIA Tournament Champions. Look forward to that. Hopefully, that's what we're talking about on tomorrow's episode of Locked On HBCU. So continue making us your first listen of the day every day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Draft. We just talked about the pro days, how important they are. They just did a mock draft, a mock draft every Monday. I'm excited. See who your favorite team got if you have a first or if your team has a first round pick if not just check it out and look at it because it's amazing content even if your team is not involved you got aaron crocker and ryan tracy breaking it all down for you so make sure you're checking that out and in the meantime in between time you can find me on twitter at south exclusives until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.